Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey, everybody. This is Turk182. And Akomi. How's it going, Akomi? Doing pretty good. Um, we, we're going to talk about justice ass. So, I'm sorry. We should actually uh, properly announce this episode. Yeah. This episode is Zack Snyder's Our Moms Think We're Funny. Yeah. So, as obviously, as you probably know, because you saw the description when you clicked on the thing. and uh, But, yes, we are actually uh, going to do an episode about Zack Snyder's Justice League, which yeah. everybody, of course, is doing something on Jack, Zack Snyder's Justice League right now. The four-hour-long um, wow fest. Is that a that, good way of describing that, that's it? That's a pretty apt description, yeah. <sighs> um, so, if you guys have listened to the podcast... Um, you have heard us back and forth talk about how how much we like Zack Snyder. Um, I think yeah. I, I think I probably probably led that parade um, because I really do like Sna- Zack Snyder a lot. As far as a director goes, I really like his did, work. Did you almost say Snack Snyder? Uh, well, <laughs> I um, sometimes it's hard for me to uh, to say certain words uh. because when I do, then uh, the uh, I get that. That pain, because I'm so right now. I'm I'm actually suffering from uh, uh, the after effects from an illness I had, which in the medicine I'm taking is giving me horrible, horrible reflux and heartburn. Uh, where anything that I eat or drink, or even just my own saliva, just causes my chest to be like, "Hey!" See that? That <laughs> made like, me look like even worse of a person. So thanks, thanks for <laughs> it's like, "Hey, thanks for the matches." <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not matches. I'm, I'm just swallowing. I just want to breathe. <laughs> And they're like, no, 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 no. You said fire, right? <laughs> uh, so. Turned on the game just a little bit again. Okay. So um, so when I go to speak, some words I can like, when I go to say, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that's going to burn when I say that. Just because of the way you breathe and swallow and stuff. But anyway. Yeah, I, I was just shooting for a funny improv joke and uh, and now it's all somber. So real real mood killer there. Oh, yeah, right. Like you're not going to make fun of me for being ill in any way. Because <laughs> no, I'm above that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're three seasons in. People know exactly what you're about. <laughs> Look at me. I'm walking the high road. <laughs> My name's Akumi, and I'm a saint. <laughs> yeah, you're Saint Akumi. <laughs> yeah, you just realize that you that you can't pull off that death, that confession if you're like in the middle of a rampage. You're like, oh, wait, no. I'm like, it's sniped before I can actually be like, God, I'm sorry. And then, not only that, but they, like, God, I'm sorry. And then be able to, like, somehow, like, take a couple minutes to, like, really get yourself to believe it before you say it. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you, you know how it is. But, uh, but yeah, you know, we've we've talked quite extensively about Justice League on this show. Uh, yes. We did a Let's Watch of Justice League. That's actually the movie that is why we don't post our Let's Watches on YouTube. Ah, uh, it is. Because uh, Susan Wojcicki can just suck it, basically. You know, and we've we've done an episode. We're going to be doing another episode about you know, um, like men and women, and you know, just kind of uh, you know, the the uh, misrepresentation of women and women's roles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I will have to say um, that she, uh, in her case, that uh, she probably hasn't sucked enough dick in her life. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I mean, I know that sounds wrong, uh, but again, I make she's the exception to the to the, the rule. She and got, yeah, she probably needs to, to suck more dick. She got bullied off of her own platform. 
So she started a channel and was like, oh, I'm going to have a vlog channel. And then she like brought on The Rock and a bunch of other celebrities and like, how do I have a successful YouTube channel? It's like none of these people are successful YouTubers. <laughs> so after posting this one video, everybody in the comments section was like, fuck you, you suck. Fuck you. And then she never posted again. <laughs> I, I, I like that idea of like, hey, I'm rich and famous. And, I, and uh, so I can get pretty much any like celebrity I want to appear on my on my podcast or my show or whatever it is. So, so yeah, why don't I do that and be like, hey, look, this is how you could become a successful like YouTuber. <laughs> oh yeah, because all of us can can do that, right? You know, <laughs> it's like the guy like the like the sixteen year old that wrote those Aragon books about the dragons and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember those. Yeah, who's uh, I read the first one. Who who wrote the book and um, I think was originally like self published or something, and uh, and then a friend of his at school. Like read it and took it to his dad. It was like a publisher. And was like, Dad, you got to read this. It's really awesome. When my kids, when the kids in my school wrote it, and he was like, Yeah, oh, okay, whatever, Timmy. I'll publish the book if you just leave me alone. All right, <laughs> you know. And that's how his book got published. And it's like, Oh yeah, because all of us have friends like that, you right? Know? Just like you know, like like Chris Claremont. Hey, guy, let me introduce you to a good friend of mine here. You know, <laughs> his his name is Al Jaffe. Al, would you like to meet my son Chris? I'm like, yeah, cool. That that works because yeah, we yeah. all have Al Jaffe. An Al Jaffe, dude. Everybody's yeah. got an Al Jaffe in their yeah. life. I, I maybe I'm turning the gain the wrong way. Hold on. Um, the been... gain is on the other side. Oh, is it? That's the volume. Oh, psh. that's been the problem. I'm like, what the hell's the deal here? Okay. <laughs> Me am work computer. <laughs> Whoa, that's, that's way more gain. Way more gain. I don't. I don't usually use microphones with manual gain on the microphone. <laughs> Oh, dude, you're going to try to mic shame me now? You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you're going to try to mic shame me. <laughs> I don't use, they normally use like these such inferior mics. Uh, just having to be, you know, at this, this recording session. Uh, I, I usually use like real mics that the big boys use, you know. <laughs> Have you ever seen the other side of the door handle to my, uh, to my front door? Um, <laughs> not, not recently, <laughs> no. Um. Let me acquaint it with your ass. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, so Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, you know, we, we did the Let's Watch of the original, uh, Josh Whedon cut, we did a review of it, which I don't remember if we did a you should watch or a you shouldn't watch or what, uh, I was, I was pretty critical of the first movie. You know, the first movie, so comparing the two, and we'll get into a lot of, a lot of that comparison, but the first movie I enjoyed... It did have some parts that, that, uh, cause, and I've watched it, God, I don't know, maybe 10 or more times. Um, and it had, it had some parts that I just like, I was like, uh, like I don't really understand, like, why this is or, or what it's there for. Um, uh, I will say that the Flash comes, comes across much better in the Zack Snyder version than in the, the Josh Sweden version. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I don't think it's in Russia, but it's in some part of like the Ukraine or Slavic countries, something like that. You know, they, they Eastern said Europe. Was, they said it was near Moscow. So is it okay? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so in the movie, and, and God, that's been like the third or fourth time I watch it. And people are gonna be like, "What? Are you serious? Are you stupid? You know, <laughs> stupid is stupid does, listeners." Um, but uh, I thought they were the only family there because they focus all that time with them until the evacuation. And then Superman picks up the building and flies it away. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there were other people there? Like, why did you spend all this time with just that one family there? And it says she went other people. 
Like, and, and then Superman flying an entire apartment complex, like, like that doesn't, you can't just lift that up. And yeah, just, without, like, completely fucking up the structural integrity of the building, because, you know, that that's a thing that happens. I was actually talking to a, a friend at work, um, who, uh, his friend has actually started a, uh, a, uh, a YouTube channel, uh, or podcast, uh, on YouTube, and, um... And he talks about comic book stuff, and cool. It's, when uh, people get offended by us, we can tell them to listen to them instead. <laughs> well, I, I was actually about to, to you know, just drop a little thing out there. Yeah, for them. Um, yeah. Big shout out to these guys. Uh, it's uh, Knights of the Nerd Table, I believe it is. Uh, it. I'm just gonna make sure. I, I was I was in the middle of lifting too, so this <laughs> you could have just given them a totally inaccurate shout out. <laughs> yeah, just completely change the name of the podcast just to piss them off. <laughs> yes, Knights of the Nerd Table. Sweet. Um, and uh, and actually, they just did an episode on uh, on the Zack Snyder cut and the Falcon and Winter Soldier um, episode one. So they're oh, ahead of us by a little bit. So yeah, you know, they, you know what? Fuck them. No, don't listen to that channel at all. Fuck. They're not even. They're not even on YouTube. They're on uh, some other kind of thing. It's not. It's it's some platform that nobody even uses anymore. They, they I, might I, even be more offensive than us. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they're on Vine. So. Um, <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, you can, uh, you can watch them floss to the <laughs> Zack Snyder cut for four hours. That's how uh, fine works, right? But uh, no, but I'll tell you, I was listening to the the one episode they had done, which they did an episode of Man of Steel and, and Superman, and I actually had to stop listening to it because I was listening to it while I was working, and it, I was so in, engaged in it that uh, it was distracting, and I had to stop after awesome. like fifteen minutes. I had to stop. So, but anyway, um, anyway, he and I were talking and. I knew he, I knew he's a combo guy like us, and um, and we I mentioned that whole thing about Superman flying his building away, and he was like, he was like, no, that that wouldn't work unless you had tactile telekinesis, and I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> like okay, all right, so now you're pulling out like the Connor Kent, like you know, Superboy. I was like, all right, all right, nice. so yeah, you know your stuff, okay, all right, genius, <laughs> billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, <laughs> with your long hair and beard, you look like fucking Rasputin. <laughs> Everybody listen to the song Rasputin by Boney M. It's as catchy as all hell. Uh, so anyway, um, but uh, but yeah, like the thing is you can't just pick a building up and just fly it away. It just doesn't yeah. work like that. So but anyway, but yeah, so that whole thing, I was like, wait, there were other people living there? I'm like, you never really bothered to show us them, which you know, it was a flood. And there were other little things about the first one that I didn't like. But then at the heart of it, there were things that I did like. And you I, know why they didn't get more camera time for the Josh Whedon cut? Because it you know had to come in under because they didn't have big jubbly bubbly boobs. Well, right to yeah. show off. Yeah, because Josh. Yeah, because I mean you got to be covered up in the you know when your place is still mostly radiate radioactive. <laughs> it's like no, no, no. You're, the place is all radioactive. It's just mostly radioactive. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, but now watching the Snyder cut, I can see that even though there were some things about um, there were some things about the Josh Sweden um, cut that I liked, I'd have to say maybe eighty percent of that though mm-hmm. was all Snyder stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, there there were, and we'll, we'll get to this. There were like a couple of things that were cut from the Whedon cut that I missed, and there were things that I liked from the original. But for the most part, I was very critical of the original Justice League. And I, I had some pretty harsh words about it in our previous reviews, and so I, I just want to just show you this real quick here. Sure. That's my that's the guy I work with. Okay, Rasputin, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. okay. definitely handsome dude. Um, I have not, um, I have not, just for those of you asking, tried to shoot him 
poison him, strangle him, stab him, or cut off his genitals. So, you know, that's, uh, I'm just, I just want you guys to know that. I, you know, I consider him a friend. You got to play some catch up, man. (laughs) Shit, man. I've only worked with let me, but like, yeah, I tried talking to my boss, but like, look, you know, I I mean, this one guy here, he's not like everybody else. I got to try to poison him, stab him, and then drown him after all that stuff is gone. And then, I mean, as far as the general part goes, I don't even know what kind of knife to bring. I mean, like, 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 like a butchered knife or, you know, one with the serrated edges used for cutting bread. Or would a butter knife do? I I, I don't know. Like, you know, it's like a, a carrot peeler. I, I don't know. So, oh, God. I just, just, I just need, I just need like, like a day off. She's like, no, no, get, get back to work. Didn't asshole. Rasputin have like some big confusing Willem Dafoe type dick? I, yes. I, I heard that he was, uh, he was you know, he was kind of like a like a Michael Fassbender, and I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, that, that that's that's what I heard. I wasn't there, um, but uh, we should go ask some Russians. But uh, uh, you know, Tsar uh, Nicholas' wife Alexandria, her diary speaks volumes. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yes, yeah, let's, uh, let's go. Uh, but yeah, so um, so uh, yeah, I'll I'll just say right off the bat, I I think that this movie kicked the shit out of the Joss Whedon cut. Um, that, that's just me. I again, I was way more critical of the Whedon cut than you were. Um, I, I had a lot more issues with it. Um, well, you know, and I'm going to say this, and I, I'm going to, and hopefully, it won't come back to bite me in the ass. Um, but uh, yeah, I think for for the most part, the fact that nobody was like either like emotionally, physically, or sexually harassed while making the Snyder Cut is already you know, like a, <laughs> a big thing that just makes it stand out like, you know, that far ahead of that. That does kind of help, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> so, like, hey. I, I mean, I, I what I said last night when we watched it, and I'll just say it here for the podcast, is that... Yeah, because they weren't here last night. That's right. You guys should have been there. It was awesome. Um, but I, I will say every criticism, for the most part, Probably 99% of the criticisms that I had for the Whedon Cut were addressed in the Snyder Cut. And I really liked that, because I, I bitched a lot about the ending fight scene. Yeah, you did. And I really hated the ending fight scene in the Whedon Cut, and it spoiled the entire movie for me. And they did it better, and they did it differently <clears throat> in this, and that's more than I could have asked for. I, I guess we should say, spoiler-heavy episode here, so if you haven't seen it yet, then... I say they they should. I would like to think that they should be aware of that. This is going to be spoiler heavy. I mean, how can you, how can you talk about something this this grand, this epic, and not you know, and not end up spoiling something? I mean, yeah, yeah. But um, so I want to. I want for the smart part of it is I want to talk about the stuff that um, from the Sweden cut that I liked that's missing. Okay. Um. So it's just probably some of the same stuff as me. Okay. So we'll. Uh, so, and I, I would like to go in like in the uh, chronological order of the movie, but I, I probably can't, um, just cause I can't, uh, like trying to go through the movie, you know, that it'd just be easier just for like, as the ideas pop in my head, but like, yep, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. Um, the, uh, the scene, the, I guess one of the first scenes in the movie with, uh, and I got to look up the guy's name cause I always end up butchering his last name. Um, uh, Dirty Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I did dirty, dirty Mike and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> we will have sex in your Batmobile. <laughs> Rub your dicks on the car as you run by, boys. Robin said it was okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so Holt McCallany. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's kind of weird, and I know we're rambling already, but it's kind of weird how um, 
how when you you find an actor that you like, it's like when you first like find an actor that you like, it's not really because their acting is great. It's because they um because they um uh, are in a movie and you like that character, you like that movie. Yeah. yeah. So for me, um he, he was in Fight Club. And and of you know, uh he's the, you know, what would you uh what do you wish you'd done before you die? You know, oh, paint yeah. self-portrait, build a house. So he's the build a house guy, <laughs> nice. you know. Um, and he's the guy that in the elevator is like, you know, uh, uh, things. I think he's the one. No, he's not the one that says he's uh, one tough motherfucker uh, in, the, in the elevator scene. In the end, but he's these. Uh, he's one. Of the, he's one of the early space monkeys. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, he's great. And then of course he's in the losers. He plays mm-hmm. Wade. You know. You know. Yeah, yeah. What am I looking at, here, Wade? Clay in his unit. Clay in his unit? Sounds like a porno, Wade. You know, so, like, <laughs> I see him in that stuff, and then, and I'm like, in, and I love him in those roles, and so he just, he just finds a spot, like, in, in my, my acting movie repertoire, I'm like, I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I, uh, as I've talked about, like, several times before, um, you know, as my mom's gotten older, she's become more um, receptive of like showing her movie, so you know, showed her the Shinnin and uh she watched the thing. Still will not will not watch American World from London. I don't know why. <laughs> why? That's so weird. It's such a tame movie compared yeah. to the Shining. Good right. grief. The yeah, the Shinnin. You Shining, want to get sued? sorry. Oh, uh, I don't want to get sued. Yeah, so uh yeah, so we watched uh and I sh- I <laughs> I showed her the, I think the trailer for Reanimator, and I was like, "Yeah, you can't watch this, by the way. Like <laughs> that one will be happening." <laughs> but uh, we watched Night of the Creeps, Return of Living Dead. Uh, you know, so and the, the other day, I actually got her to watch uh, Ellie Confidential, which she I told I knew she was going to love it, but she watched that and she actually did love it. So, but you know, she's become more receptive to these kind of things. Yeah. And uh, so I got her to watch Creep Show too, uh, and I wanted to watch the first Creep Show as well, but I couldn't find it for free. And got to watch Creep Show too. And for any of you have who have ever seen Creep Show too, if you are unaware, Holt plays the the guy in um, Creep Show too. That uh, in the very in the old Chief Woodenhead uh, story with the long hair. Um, this supposed to be ending as like I'm going to go to Hollywood. and This hair is going to give me the Hollywood. And in the end, old Chief Woodenhead like scalps him. Yeah, uh, that's Holt. <laughs> when I was like, "What the fuck? That's old? Are you serious?" And, uh, I, I, when I when I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit, that's the same guy." So, anyway, um, all that to say that, um, <coughs> excuse me, that his scene in the Josh Sweden version with him and Batman, when he's like robbing something, Batman stops him and uses him as bait to get to find a parademon. Yeah, that's all Sweden stuff. Yep. So, yep. um. You know, and I like that scene, maybe because it's just got him in it. Um, but I also like the uh in that scene when Batman goes to leave and he's like, It's because he's dead, isn't it? And it's like um uh, it's like they it's like they know and you know, and then you know, they moves on from there. Yeah, yeah. I miss that. But I'm gonna say as much as I miss some of these scenes, if including them meant that you had to change something from the Snyder cut. Then I'm, then I'm fine with them being gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say I didn't really miss that, but I also don't have the same investment in that actor that you do. What? I just, I mean, you, you, you know me and actors. <sighs> you like the losers. I like the losers, yeah. You, you like Fight Club. Yeah, I like, I like the guy. I'm just saying I don't have, like, the same level of investment that you do. That's all. 
I, I, I know the guy and I like, I like him. Okay. So yes. because, because this is, by the way, just letting you everyone know, because this is Zack Snyder's, our mom think we're funny. There are going to be several slow motion parts <laughs> of this podcast. So just bear with us. Oh yeah. No, this, this will not be devoid of criticism because I do want to talk about the, the slow motion. Okay. So we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, so one of you, one of your scenes that was, uh, in the, the Sweden cut. Um, you mentioned one to me, uh, before. There, there were two that like really stood out to me as missing. I'm trying to remember them both. I know like the, the main one that I was really like, oh, oh yeah, no, I remember both. Now the main one that was really like, oh, I kind of hate that they took that out was, um, in, in the Whedon cut, uh, Sweden, the Sweden cut, sorry. Josh Sweden. Um, <laughs> Uh, Wonder Woman walks in as Bruce is like changing clothes and getting out of the bat suit and into his civvies, and she sees that he's just like covered in battle scars and bruises. And we and we talked about this. We talked about this in our review of the original, right? Because he's uh he he walks away into his his little room, um, and he's he unzips the thing and he's struggling to uh, to get it off. Yeah, yeah. And then then she like um she helps him. Yeah, I think uh, did she uh, did she also um uh put his um. Uh, uh, like he like dislocated his shoulder and she like puts it yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like I, I hated that that scene was missing because that yes. really humanized both Bruce and Diana. And, um, it, it plus, I, and I think we talked about this in our original review too. One of the things that I thought was really cool about that is that that was a tip of the hat to an Alex Ross painting. Yes. Because there's an Alex Ross painting of showing Bruce out of the suit. He's just covered head to toe in scars. It's actually, it's in the, it's in the oversized, that magazine size format book they did for Superman, Wonder Woman, I think Shazam. Uh, Superman, yeah, Batman, yeah. Wonder Woman, Shazam. And I forget what the Batman one is titled. Um, I think I could go grab it. Actually, I can see it from here. I, I think you, I think you got the, that copy of the book on our last War, review of it. <laughs> War on Crime is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a montage page, and one of the pictures it's and it's uh it's just in like gray, mm-hmm. and just yeah, shows it's all his back, and it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. So like, I really hated that that scene was taken out. And um, I can talk about the other scene, or do you want to? You want to take another scene? Or? Well, I was actually going to just um, jump in on that one too. Uh, I love that scene, not just because you know, in the Snyder cut, Batman, and I'm not sure if they mentioned it in the in the Sweden version, but Snyder says that. Uh, I mean, not Snyder, but uh, Alfred says is, or one of them says that you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah, this way yeah. He's when he's talking to Aquaman in the beginning, the longer Aquaman scene. Yeah. He yeah. says, you know, I've been fighting, you know, crime in Gotham for like 20 years. And so seeing, seeing his scarred up back, that when he's training, we see, um, so when he's doing something, we see like a little bit of like a scar on him. But, uh, but, um, seeing that scarred up back, and not only that, but when he's, when he's taking off his outfit and one woman sees him, she sees the pain he's in just trying to get that thing off. And it kind of reminds her that, with the exception of, uh, well, actually, not Flash, it can't even be included. Uh, he's the only one that's human. Like, yeah, yeah. He's the one that doesn't have any powers. He has no special abilities. He's also the most vulnerable out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And he's leading the charge. And, like, it's, it's kind of that reminder there that, that, you know, that he's, they, they almost like they need to be more like him yeah. because they have everything he doesn't have. And so. Uh, so I, I do like that scene uh, quite a bit. Yeah, well, I, and I, I, we, I feel like we're repeating so much of what we talked about on we're gonna have to, on the original right? review. Yeah, but like I, I kind of put it on the same level as Iron Man, where um, 
Yeah, and and we talked about this before that like there's there's a theory online that like Tony doesn't react as badly to wearing the Infinity Gauntlet as Thanos or the Hulk. Both Thanos and the Hulk are like screaming and writhing, and Tony just kind of like winces a little bit, and then he snaps his fingers. It's because he's used to being in pain, according to that theory. It's like he's been in pain every day of his life ever since the shrapnel. And Thanos and Hulk are not used to feeling pain. So when they feel it, it's like, oh shit, I'm not used to this. Well, for him, it's like, oh, it's another Tuesday. <laughs> for I would have to argue that one, Hulk, Hulk feels a lot of pain. We see that in some of the other things where, you know, the for, the, the, the transformation to the Hulk itself is oh, painful. There, there is that, yeah. Um, but if you look at that scene in Endgame, when he puts on the, um, when he puts on the gauntlet and he's sitting there, if you watch where the energy like crackled up and went up everyone's arm and just burned the shit out, out of Hulk's arm, mm-hmm. um, it eats away at the nanotech in his armor. So huh. he's so it's not affecting him as much as everybody else because you can see where it's burning away the nano to there. So that's actually taking the brunt of all that energy. Interesting. Um, but you can actually see like the low tendrils of energy going up and just eating away at all that stuff when <laughs> you watch it. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> uh, so you were going to give your uh, well, I guess I I could give uh, another scene that uh, that I liked that was uh, that was missing. Sure. Um, and I'm trying to think. It was a uh, well, I know the one that the one that you missed was a, was a flash scene mm-hmm. that yeah, uh, yeah. Um, shit. What what's the other one now? Um, there there were a few that we talked about. Oh well, um, so this one um, when they bring Superman back to life. Yep. Um, there there is still the big the Superman fight with everybody, which is great, and the flash scene with Superman is God, still there. Yeah, is great. Um. One of the things I missed, and I didn't say anything about it last night, but uh, because the scene plays out differently after that. Mm-hmm. And I can see why the way it played out, it worked the way it did. <clears throat> but um, Superman grabs Batman and in the Sweden version and says, you know, do you bleed? And he kind of repeats that comment to him. Yeah. And Batman says, he goes, you know, this world needs you. And he goes, but does it need you? You know, yeah, and yeah. that's kind of a cool moment. I don't. I liked it. I miss not seeing it, but not to the point where I'm like, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that. And I'm gonna add one more in here. Is uh, which is really is really minor. Is um, uh, when um, Cyborg is talking to Wonder Woman. Uh huh. And and uh, she says, uh, "Your gift." And he says, "You know." He goes, if this is a gift, then why am I the one paying for it? Yeah, I like yep. that line. That was a and pretty that's... decent line, except it feeds into Cyborg being a whiny bitch, which everybody yeah. knows how we feel about that. Right. Um, so... and, and that's not um, that's not in the um, sorry. <laughs> I was okay. Sorry, that's not in the in the Snyder version. And the reason I'm laughing is because uh, there's a bigger, which we'll get to, but there's a, a much more Cyborg in the movie. Mm-hmm. including there's a it kind of shows kind of how cyborg came to be and um that damn guy with a sandwich man <laughs> that damn guy with a sandwich <laughs> i'm pretty sure that guy was a lantern but yeah i fucking sandwich man that caused a lot of trouble <laughs> and i apologize and we'll get to it later <laughs> <laughs> but that just popped in my head just then. You know, like, it was like, it was choked up. <laughs> um, another another line that they took out of the of the Sweden cut was, um, you won't let me live, you won't let me die. Which yeah. I thought that was a really cool line. I kind of hated to see that go. But the scene that I really regretted not being in there was um, 
when they were saving all the civilians, they got, uh, they got kidnapped by the parademons. And Flash is kind of wigging out, and he's like, I'm not used to this. Usually I just push a guy over and run away. And Batman says, save one. And so Flash runs in, and he grabs one, and he pulls him out, and he's like, hey, I, I, I did it. I, I, I can do another one. I'm going to go save another one. And it yeah, like, gives him the confidence that he needs. Because he, he, he'll save one, then you'll know. Yep, and it's yep. like it's, and that, that's kind of a cool scene. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I thought it was a good bit of like development and growth for Flash. So kind of hated that that wasn't included. But. The one thing about that scene, though, which is, which it, it, it is cool because I mean, Batman just it, Batman doesn't tell him to do anything like extraordinary, like you know, you know, take that guy down, and you know you're a man. It's like just save one person. Like you focus, like save one person. Don't try to fight anybody. Just save somebody. Mm-hmm. The thing that's missing, though, is he says, you know, I just kind of like push people and then, you know, run away is you don't see what happens when he pushes people. Yeah. And you see that um, in the Snyder Cut. And then then you see why that's so effective, just pushing somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Something else that's in there is uh, just because we mentioned it is that we see um, in the Snyder Cut, which I don't remember being in the Sweden version, is that when they're fighting, he tries to push Superman. And yeah. Superman doesn't budge, and Flash bounces off of him, which yeah, is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like such a panic thing. It's it's the same scene as when he realizes that Superman can just track him and watch him as he's running, and so Superman is just like barreling at him and just keeps swinging and swinging, and Flash is barely dodging. And yeah, he does do this little ineffective like push. It's just a little limp wristed, like eh. <laughs> he stumbles back. It's so really that, good. The Flash scene is about like 10, 15 seconds longer in the Snyder ver- mm-hmm. cut than the other one, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I think I remember that a couple extra punches being thrown. <laughs> Everything is ten to fifteen seconds longer. That's, that's why it's four hours long. <laughs> now I, I do want to say I believe that if he were given just the same amount of screen time to work with that Sweden was, he would still have been a better movie. Oh yeah, I, I contend that. I will fight on that. So. One of the things clear here is we all we know, you know, we've talked about, you know, why the movie came in the way it did, you know, mm-hmm. what the executives, kind of their order and all that kind of stuff. So we, we talked all about <laughs> Cause, that. Because daddy needs his Christmas bonus. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we talked about all that stuff. Um, but one thing here as far as the cut goes that is clear is <clears throat> in order to do certain things. Like, um, for example, take out Darkseid. Because Darkseid does play, like, not himself, but the, not Darkseid himself, but just the um, the talk of Darkseid mm-hmm. is a major part of everything that's going on with the Mother Boxes and Steppenwolf and all that. To take all that out, you know, to just eliminate any, any like, real mention of Darkseid... There were a lot of smaller pieces of plot that you had to take out. And it's not, you know, you couldn't just take that out without just basically like you couldn't just take out like this small section. You had to take out a whole chunk because, mm-hmm. you know, even mm-hmm. though even when they mentioned this, like here's a five second thing to say dark side. You can't just take that out. You got to take out everything that leads up to that, too, because leading up to that five seconds where they say dark side. Yeah. So and then when you take all that stuff out, you've got to replace it with something. And. You know, not knowing at the time that you don't really sometimes some things feel different mm-hmm. and they don't feel quite right, but you don't really know. Now you know, like, okay, this is why that feels different because when they took that stuff out, they had to replace it with something, and what they replaced it with didn't fit, you know, in there because obviously it's not the same puzzle, you know, yeah. so it's not yeah. going to fit the same. Um, so something else that was in um 
the uh, the Sweden version. Um, I'll say this: I don't miss the the Aquaman scene where he sits on the uh, on the lasso. I don't miss that. I don't even remember that. It must not have made any kind of impression on me. It's when they're all talking and he sits down and everything is like, and he's talking. And he's like, uh, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna die. And he's like, you know, and and I'm fine with with, with dying. He's like, you know what? I I, I don't want to die. He's like, and you and you're you're. It's like you're tripping over your own feet. And it's like you may be working for the enemy. And it's like and you and you're 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 just gorgeous. And I was like, and then they realize he's sitting on the lasso. <laughs> okay. And then he looks at. Uh, he looks at Flash and he's like, "Not one word of this. You'll you'll meet every prawn that I know." And he's like, "I, you know, honestly, I didn't hear anything after we're all gonna die." <laughs> and I don't know why I remember that scene that well. Uh, yeah. And it's, that's not word for word. At least I hope it's not. But I don't know why I remember that scene that well. Especially since it's not one that I really care for that much. Um, but uh, but I don't miss that scene. It was cute. Hmm. But I don't miss it. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things that, like, everybody expects you to do that gag with the lasso. So, yeah, it, it's not really too big a deal, but it didn't stay in. Um, there was a... Uh... And there's some, there's some minor dialogue changes, too, that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. so I mentioned um, the scene where they, in the end where they're fighting, and Aquaman is in the air fighting the parademons. And he kills two of them and he starts falling. Yeah, yeah. And Cyborg grabs him and uh, he's like, he says something like, like, the ride ain't over yet. And Aquaman's like, my man. And they, and then they go on. Their, their, their uh, interaction there is completely different in the mm-hmm. Snyder version, mm-hmm. which I'm like, so this Sweden actually just changed the, the dialogue just for like, like, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's a bitch move, man. Like, change like, like, like two words of dialogue. Yeah, because in the Snyder Cut, he's just like, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm a. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of like that level of pettiness, honestly, because that, that's the level of pettiness <laughs> I, I would do, definitely. It's the same thing that, um, we've talked about with The Shinning, that, um, you know, Stephen King really didn't care for Kubrick's adaptation of it. And one of the differences in Kubrick's movie is that the character drove, like, a red car instead of a yellow car. And so when he's, like, driving back from the town and he sees, like, a big vehicle pile up and there's a car crushed under a logging truck, it's a yellow car, which is what it was in the original book. <laughs> so it's basically Kubrick's way of saying, yeah, fuck you, this isn't your story anymore, it's mine. <laughs> oh, but, you know, obviously in Kubrick's defense, not only did he write a better movie, though, but when... Uh when Stephen King made his little miniseries thing, like, oh, God, that's, oh, yeah, such, a, yeah. that's such a travesty. Oh, no, Kubrick undoubtedly handled it better than King did. Plus, you know, they've got, I mean, it, Kubrick was able to make all those different references to, uh, you know, the fact that he had um, helped them stage the moon landing, too. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, Danny's wearing the the, the oh, yeah, NASA yeah. t-shirt and, and stuff. And the uh, carpet uh, pattern and yeah. the room number, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you do what you got to do, man. So. Oh, yeah. So, so, if you can, so if you can make a really good, like, Stephen King movie adaptation and also like tell everybody that you were involved in NASA's cover up. I mean, I mean, <laughs> hell, yeah. like, hell, I mean, there, that's, that's a two for one, man. Absolutely. Yeah. There are shirts for sale that are like Kubrick Apollo 11 film crew. Oh, that's I nice. really want to get one of those shirts. <laughs> and then, and then on top of all that, you still somehow find the time to bully the shit out of Shelley Duvall. Like where, <laughs> where does that kind of energy come from? <laughs> Lots of cocaine. <laughs> Lots and lots of cocaine. <laughs> to be honest, though, that that's kind of how I treated Comey when we get married. 
freaking from this. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this topic. It's like, look, guys, don't, don't, don't sympathize with 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 Okami. Okay, just you know, <laughs> you just put me through mental torture. Guys, I mean, even just the opening of this, when we opened it up, well, we did this like what 20, 30 takes just for you. Like, hey, everybody, used to call me. Like, no, do it again, <laughs> do it again. I didn't like that one. <laughs> and then, and after all is said and done, I just go with the first take. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's why I just, like, I've, I've taken a smoking and I just let the ash grow, like, two inches before I flick it off. What a dump. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, it, you know, I, I'm trying to think about all the things I did like about the about the Sweden one. I'm like, uh, uh like, uh. It, it, it's pretty easy for me because I didn't like the Sweden version that much. No, but I mean, there, there, were, there were little, like I said, little touches that I did, that I did like. Um, but... Uh, you know, for the most part, though, the Snyder Cut is, it's superior. Oh, it yeah. It really, really is. Yeah, um very definitely. E- even from the start, you know, the the movie starts off with Batman or Bruce Wayne trying to put the team together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, going and seeing Aquaman. And it, there's a really nice scene uh, in that where... In the in the Sweden version, it's him just talking to Aquaman, and then he's, he's like, uh, he says, um, uh, you know, this guy comes in with the king tide, he brings stuff, and then Aquaman says a couple words in uh, like Finnish, or I'm, I'm not sure what they're. I, what the I don't know languages. Um, I speak American, and then um, and then uh, Bruce says, "Well, okay, fine. How about you tell me about that thing up on the wall over there?" And they've got this like mural of the. Uh, or, you know, of uh, the mother boxes. Yeah. And that's what kind of makes Aquaman mad. Well, I mean, I didn't really think much of that in the other one. But then when we're watching the Snyder Cut and it's like, this is not like a town that he lives in. It's just one he visits to help them out during the winter because the storms get so bad that, I mean, the uh, it gets so cold and the ice gets so bad that it um it freezes up the uh the passage so ships can't get in mm-hmm. so they really are kind of cut off you know, from you know like food and supplies and stuff like that and that's where the aquaman comes in um so why would they have this drawing of the mother boxes on the wall yeah you just know randomly right it, it was like and i mean again with a little more information watching this one thing it's like okay well that makes sense but then if i just look at it go back to that one like Unless that town was specifically involved in something with the mother boxes, why would they have that on there? You know, right, just right. you wouldn't. Um, so then, when you look at it that way, that doesn't make any sense. But in the Snyder cut, they're like as they're Aquaman's translating between him and like the town elder, and then near the end of the translation, um, the thing that actually like pisses Aquaman off, and makes him slam up against the wall, is that is that uh, Bruce speaks back in their language. Which is like I didn't need to translate at all. I've just been fucking with you this whole time because oh, yeah, yeah. I'm because I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce fucking Wayne, bitch. <laughs> um, and and that's what makes him slam up on against the wall. So it's like that that I thought was kind of cool because you know if you know anything about Batman, then you know that you know he's not going to go into something like half-assed like that and not be able to speak the language. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I thought that was really kind of cool. Um, and and they and they solved my biggest problems too. Mm-hmm. Which was Aquaman um, just being such a dirty ass litterer, um, and then want to complain <laughs> about you know how how you know the world 
is like destroying like the ocean by tossing a litter in it. Even though it's the same guy that took off a sweater and threw it in the water and, you know, threw it on the shore <laughs> for it to get washed out to sea and then drank that like bottle of, of whiskey and then threw that in the water. I'm like, damn you. And then you're going to blame it on like the, 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 the surface dwellers. Um, so, uh, but then they actually saw someone come by, pick up his sweater later on. Yeah. Some really uh, thirsty chick. Yeah. She was super thirsty. Oh, yeah. Super pale. <laughs> I mean, she was she was creep factor nine, man. <laughs> she, I mean, she wasn't the, uh, she wasn't as bad as uh, a chick from like a Women's Prison Massacre. Oh, God. Albina? Yeah. She wasn't Ugh. that bad, but she was, she was, she was beyond, beyond my acceptable pale. I mean, if uh, this girl is so pale, if you put red hair on her, she would disappear completely. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah you, you could tell she was wanting some of that Aquaman. There. Yeah, she was. Wanting some of that fish stick. <laughs> yeah, Aquaman does like fish sticks. He likes fish sticks in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what is he, a gay fish? <laughs> and I do, I, I was going to say, I do like Kanye West's appearance there when he, go, when he finally does go to Atlantis. Um <laughs> I do, I do like seeing Kanye's appearance there. That was kind of awesome. Um, so, uh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I like that. So we, so we start off with you know Bruce Wayne, kind of putting the team together, and and they, uh, they do still have the one line that I really liked when he's talking to to Diana Prince, and he's saying, uh, you know, she's like, uh, so is he, you know, is he gonna. Is he going to be a part of the team? He's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He agreed. He's like, yeah, more or less. And she's like, well, more or less. And he's like, uh, he said, he said no. He, he said no. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. lo- I love that part. And I'm glad that's still in it. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. There's just the slightest bit of sexual tension between Bruce and Diana, with, but with the mouse. Yeah, yeah, with the mouse. But it's not something that like they really ham up and act on. And yeah, I, I think a lesser director would have really tried to play that up and really tried to force it in there. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's just enough to know that, like, they really respect each other. And, you know, there's a little bit of something-something there, but nothing that they would ever do to, like, compromise the team. I, I, I kind of I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, can we... I, I think you and I need to stop dancing around this one part and just really get to this one. Just get it out of the way, you know, and just, just get out there. That way we can move on with okay. the rest of the podcast. Sure, sure. The scene on Themyscira when Steppenwolf shows up to get the first mother box. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. How is this so much freaking heaven? Oh. Oh, my God. It's like I went, I went to like death by snoo snoo and then be like resurrected by a mother box and then commit the same crime over again so I could get death by snoo snoo again. Oh shit! That was a lot of sexy in one scene. Oh my god! Yes, I, I, I guess it's I guess it's worth pointing out for first time listeners. Turk and I have a thing for fit chicks. Yes, <laughs> and oh so much. There was a lot of beautiful, beautiful women with like six pack abs moving in Snyder slow motion, and patented the, Snyder slow motion. And it, and it wasn't just the uh, when. So it, it kind of plays out. Roughly the same, except for except the, a lot hotter. The Amazonians are more aware that uh, something is going, so they actually have the mother box, and you find that the mother box in the movie is actually in a shell. It's like in some kind of container, and uh, and not just sitting out on its own. But they actually have like guards that basically surround and watch the mother box all day. Mm-hmm. And when it cracks open, they start to kind of like, hey, something's going on here. And they've been watching it, and then uh, 
it fully cracks open. Steppenwolf appears, and that's a badass scene, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, and then, like that, that whole scene plays out as like a much bigger fight there than just what you saw before. A lot of it still plays out the same way with the with the uh, with them playing like a uh, chase and tag with the mother box. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, but then when they're like they're like you know we've got to seal the doors. And they're like, uh, what's it like, hammer swing or something like that? Hammers. Ready and you see, hammers. and you see not just two women, but there's six. So they've got like six gates that they're going to close, and they just smash those things. And I'm like, oh man. And they've got incredible biceps and incredible abs. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the hottest thing ever. <laughs> so that was that was awesome. And you get to see, like, so there's so much more to that scene and the fighting. And oh my god, so Stephen Wolf shows up. And he looks so much cooler and so much more badass. So much better. Oh my god, he looks better. And the uh, and the armor that he's wearing that moves almost like it's alive Mm. and like and and it's got that iridescence to it. It's it's so beautiful. And it like bristles and flares up when he's when he's mad and stuff. It's really cool. And oh my, there and like Themyscira is going to be making so much glue after that. Because he, he fucked up some horses. <laughs> oh boy, did he! That was amazing. Um, yeah, he because as you all know, that the Zack Snyder cut is a rated R. We get what three fucks and one son of a bitch or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he like you he, he it, it, didn't he cut it one horse in half? Um, no, he just like grabbed it and like flipped oh, it over yeah. and slammed it. Yeah. And then when they they like they they um they they. They uh, time down with the uh, with the ropes. They shoot the arrows in him and stuff. Yeah. And he like grabs the ropes and swings in. There's like Amazonians and horses, and he just like slings. It was yeah. He he just fucks them all up. It's great. Oh yeah, that that the, whole fight scene was amazing. The action scenes are a lot better, a lot, lot better. Um, now one thing I've always been critical of with fast characters, and I've talked about this in other podcasts, is like where they're moving and everything else is moving in like stop time. Yes. Because, like, Marvel's done that, like, what, two or three times with Quicksilver now? Well, or I guess Fox. I was, gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, to be fair, it's Fox. Yeah, yes, but, right. like, so, you know, it's like, it was cool the first time, but then it was overdone. And then, like, they did it two or three times in the Sonic film, stuff like that. And so they did do it one time with Flash in this movie, but I thought it was actually handled pretty well. Actually, they kind of did it twice in the end when he's like, oh, yeah. Gotta- well, that but that was also like a time travel thing, so that I find kind of ex- kind of excusable. Okay, because like there, that was like pushing the plot forward. It wasn't just oh hey, look at how fast this guy is, but you've never seen this before. And so at first, when that scene started, I was like, oh, that's kind of bullshit. They're they're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing with a fast character, but then. Right. Like, the way that he was moving the girl through the air, mm-hmm. and he was being, like, super gentle with her, I thought that was a really, really nice touch. So, if... I don't think you've ever seen it. The the Flash TV series from, the, like, the uh, the 90s? Late, oh, I guess late 80s, early 90s? I don't think um, I've seen any of those, no. So, uh, John Wesley Shipp um, is, plays Flash, and, uh, of course, he was in the... He's, is a Flash, an incarnation of the Flash in the the current series. Yeah, yeah. But in the very first episode, when he after he gets his, his speed um, abilities, he goes to clean up his apartment because someone's coming over, and he starts running around the apartment cleaning things up, picking stuff up, and he's just running, putting everything together. And then when he stops, he doesn't realize that all the everything is he's running around, all these papers and things are getting caught up in his wake. Right. So right. when he stops, <laughs> everything he cleaned up just basically ends up like. 
coming back down to the ground and, <laughs> and he didn't clean up anything up at all. I so, like it. <laughs> so that to what you were saying is, uh, when we see the, the, the flash scene, he is being very gentle with her because he is moving so much faster. So he can't turn her or move her, right. you know, like he would. And, uh, and, and like compare that to the Quicksilver scenes where he'll just like grab somebody by the waist of their pants and just like jerk them through the air. It's like that would shatter every bone in their body. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you have to think that, um, yes, at the, at that time, it's, it's okay, but, for them in real time, that inertia is going to catch up to them. Oh, yeah. You know, it's got to go somewhere. Yeah. So, but what I was glad that they did was when they led all of the captured people out of the building and the rocks started falling. Yes. And Flash just basically makes himself a shield moving over them. That was so freaking cool. They make the, they, he really made the Flash stand out and made him and showed just like how powerful he was and didn't just make him seem like this, like, ineffective joke yeah because that's how he is in the the sweden version he Mm -hmm. really is just kind of like a he's he's just there for um just for the the comedy just he's a comedic buffoon in a sense like oh i'm the guy that doesn't know what to do with my powers even cyborg knows more about what to do than he does right right um so but in this one they really make flash even though he's not the same caliber of hero as wonder woman and batman and superman um which to be perfectly honest um Flash has more maybe not, maybe not. I was say he has more experience being a hero than Superman does, but but no, because um, it's eighteen months after um, the Man of Steel incident mm-hmm. um, to when we get to uh, uh, BVS. Yeah, because I think I think when you're watching this, it's eighteen months later. So, and I, so that means that's 18 months of Superman flying around doing good deeds. Right, right. So he, so he probably still has a little bit more, um, uh, experience than Flash does. But we get to show that Flash at least knows his powers to a certain extent. He's, he hasn't tested them out and seen just, you know, to the extent that like, how, what can I really do with them? But he knows certain things. One thing he knows is that he knows that he can heal himself. Mm-hmm. Um, because he does it. And now this is kind of a spoiler thing at the end. He gets clipped and he starts to bitch whine a little bit, right? Which, which is, I say, I say that's not really being fair because he's running super fast. He's running super, super fast. He's building up this charge and he says, you know, I can't hold this for much longer. He's got to release it. And then he gets hit by this, uh, by energy ray and it knocks him to the ground like that charge and everything that he just, it goes somewhere. And then when he gets up, Batman says something to him. He's like, I, I, I'm okay. I just got the wind knocked out of me. But he's in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And But he doesn't say that to anybody. Like, oh, my God, I think I'm dying. He just, to himself, he starts, like, starts, you know, kind of being a little bitchy. But then he's, <laughs> then he's like, you know, I can just, I can heal myself. I can heal myself. And, and he does. And so it's like, obviously, it probably still hurts quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. But he knows what he can do when he does it. And that was kind of a cool scene. Yeah, uh, I like that. But it showed that... At some point, he'd hurt himself doing something and was like, okay, um, you know, I know I can do this. Another good thing about the Flash scene is um, if you go back to um, uh, Captain America uh, Civil War. No, no, I'm sorry, not Civil War, Winter Soldier. If you go to Winter Soldier, when he and uh, Natasha are hiding out and they go to the Apple store to try to use the... Um, 
to try to, to find out what's on the flash drive, which I mean that there, it's a good thing that movie took place then because if they try to do that now, it'd be like, well, I'm sorry. Um, you're going to use this dongle if you want to correct a USB to like any, any <laughs> Apple product. Right. <laughs> Cause right. we've removed headphone jacks, USBs. There's not even actually a, a, a port for you to plug it in. <laughs> um, <laughs> You actually have to summon the ghost of Steve Jobs. And and if he's willing, he will touch it with his ghostly hand and recharge your item. <laughs> Other than that, though, sorry, there's, there's nothing you can do. We want, we want to make them completely, like, airtight and smooth. There's, there's no holes in our product at all. It's like, I mean, come on, really, would you buy anything with holes in it? Like, I don't think so. Uh, yep. But um, but in that one, um, like uh, – uh, Natasha says something to Steve and he says, um, if I, he goes, if I, if I were running these shoes, he's like, they, they, they'd rip apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and just because, you know, he's Captain America. But we see in, uh, in the Zack Snyder cut that when the Flash goes to stop this accident or, or protect people from this accident, in particular cases, this woman, um, like the first thing that happens when he goes to run is he rips right out of his shoes. You yep. just see him rip out of his shoes. As he turns, they rip. And the then as he runs to the window, you know, you've all seen a picture where he puts his, his hand out and he's like pointing his finger and you see the window just has a stretch almost like a, it's elastic as it's giving before it's breaking, you know, kind of almost like a Neo Matrix kind of thing, but not quite. It's just a, just a slow motion of, uh, you know, like a, uh, it's like a, a elapsed time effect yeah. of him like breaking through that window and all the glass shattering and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Really well done. Um very beautiful. And uh and like you see him like moving and the way he's the way he moves, like you said, it's just it's so well done where he's being very careful and very precise about how he moves stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then of course when you you know when you get to the whole him and Bruce Wayne meeting, um I still have a problem with him not knowing who Bruce Wayne is. I mean, I can I can understand if you didn't recognize him, his face, but if he said, "Yeah, I'm Bruce Wayne," I mean, I'd be like, "Oh shit, Bruce Wayne!" You know, um, oh that rich guy, right? <laughs> so, oh hi, Bruce. So, uh, <laughs> but and there was something in there that made me think that I saw, and I can't remember what it is now. That that made me go, "Okay, so you know, he's he's tested out things to show that this is not going to hold up to his speed," but I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, yeah, it was something that made me think about that. Uh, anyway, so uh, so uh, Wonder Woman. We talked about this uh, a few times, and um, and then of course we mentioned it again last night. The whole opening scene with Wonder Woman and the people that are gonna blow up four blocks of uh, of London. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is just a pet peeve of mine, which I mentioned last night. That, uh, I, uh, uh, I just, I don't, um, it's just a pet peeve of mine that it just bugs me. So these guys are there and they, they come in the building and they start shooting everybody. For first off, they, there's these three white vans, or there's two or three white vans that show up. Mm-hmm. A guy gets out and he's walking and you, and the guard standing there sees the guy get out of the van and just starts walking up the steps. Everybody else that gets out of the van, they are armed with automatic rifles. 
And this guy's like, hey, and he goes to pull out his gun. He's like, but wait, that guy that's walking up the steps, he got that same van. So mm-hmm. he he's probably with them, right? Unless he's like the Uber <laughs> driver or something. Like he's probably with them. So when he gets shot in the back and hit him, like, yeah, I understand you probably weren't thinking that, oh yeah, shit, you know, he's with them, but like, yeah, you, you might want to kind of consider that because, you know, well yeah, yeah. um and then they go in there and they just start shooting everybody and then they're holding people hostage and people are screaming, they're like, Shut up, shut up, or I'll kill you. And then the guy's like I'm going to blow up four blocks of the city. And then people are screaming like, shut up. Or I'm going to kill you. Like, wait, you, you're already going to kill me. Yeah. I really give a like, shit whether you shoot me or if you blow me up, you're still going to fucking kill me. Like, so you're, you're, you can't threaten me with this. That's like, that's like saying, that's like saying, you know, like, like, what do you, which do you like cake or pie? I'm like, I like them both equally. Shut the fuck up or you're going to get pie. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not really but, a threat. But we do got to say for the Snyder cut, it finally answered a big question that we've always had. Yes, about it does. About Diana. So. So, um, and it's, uh, it's answered later on. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. even answered directly through her. It's, um. It's answered by our boy Alfred. Yeah, it is. It's answered by Alfred. Who is um, a sassy bitch all throughout the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alfred's awesome. <laughs> I'm just basically walking the room. He's like, man, fuck you, Bruce. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> just walk back out. I was like, dude, what? <laughs> I thought you had this, like, weirdly specific vision about meeting me in a cafe in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, I'm glad your parents are dead. Fuck you. <laughs> Alfred, calm down. No, 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 you don't understand. You know, look at me. I was in fucking MI6. You know, I'm a <laughs> handsome guy. I got a British accent. I live in America. And I, and, and, and not only that, but like I got this mansion that your parents are hardly ever at. You know how much pussy I could have been getting? <laughs> but no, they had to die because of Martha. And then I got to take over and like raise their kid. You think that'd be kind of cool, right? The whole single parent raising a little rich kid and everything. So, but, but then it's like, I don't get to be your stepdad. No, I'm still the butler. I'm still the hired help. I'm still the help. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, MI6, you know, loaded mansion, British accent. Yeah, no, that is none of that cancels out the help when it comes to getting pussy. I mean, like, he never has a nice thing to say to him at any point. And he's like, yeah, I tried recruiting Aquaman. He said no. He's like, yeah, well, you are a jackass who gargles cock, so I can't <laughs> yeah. really blame you. <laughs> he probably couldn't understand what you were saying when you were like, oh, yeah, you're going to help us. In your mind, you was like, Aquaman needs to join the team. But what he heard was, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why, how do we get down this trail? Like, yeah, fuck you, man. I wouldn't have joined you either. <laughs> hey, Bruce, ask me if I want to join your team. The answer's no, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> oh. I don't understand how we got down that road. <laughs> it's because I said he was a sassy bitch. Yeah. But, but he is though. He, is, he he does say some some pretty sassy things. But um, but Alfred is working on a um, on a design for um, to these uh, gauntlets and that Batman wears mm-hmm. that will absorb the the uh, energy rays that are that come out of Parademon's guns and then will absorb and dissipate the energy. Uh, and so and. He tests them out and they work. And, uh, and it's kind of funny because when he's going to test it out, he's going to shoot the, the one gauntlet that they, that he's been making. He says, you know, oh, this is Master Wayne's design and he's going to shoot it and, uh, it's on the table and one of them standing uh, behind the table. And, uh, and he's like, um, you may want to move to the side. She's like, oh, and she moves aside. He's like, He's so polite. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not going to hurt her. She's been shot by a pair. I mean, I mean, remember that whole fight with Doomsday? I mean, so <laughs> he, he's aware of the damage she can take, but he's still like, you know, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd you know, rather you not get hurt. Yeah. Because um, he's a gentleman. Right. Except to Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
my biggest problem has always been and still is Wonder Woman's bracelets. She there's a fight that's going on and you know she blocks bullets with her bracelets, which is unnecessary. We mm-hmm. know it's unnecessary. So um because I mean, you know, she's getting hit and punched and all this kind of stuff. So like a bullet's not gonna do that kind of not gonna do any damage to her. Right, right. But then when we talk about the whole gauntlet thing, and that kind of answers the question that her um bracelets do the same thing. They absorb the impact they absorb the um and the impact of the bullet so they don't ricochet. Yeah. So when she's um so when she's doing that, she's not it's not for her sake, but it's to keep the bullets from ricocheting and then possibly doing more damage that they can't, that she can't stop, you know? So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it explained it all finally. And then when she's, uh, when she does that scene, I don't remember this in the, in the Sweden version, but when she's protecting everybody and she does the one where she spins backwards, like crouched down. Yeah. She takes a couple shots in the back and you hear her just kind of say, like, ow. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she grunts. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was really kind of cool. I love that. Yeah. I really don't think that was in the Sweden cut. And that whole scene plays out a little bit differently too with the guy trying to kill them and stuff. Um, that, that whole, that, that entire part really plays out differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a lot more sense. It was still unnecessary for her to clash her bracelets mm-hmm. to blow the, to kill the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to destroy that building. Um, unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. She just, just fucking nuked him and all the hostages. <laughs> <laughs> Almost cut, it killed a couple cops too. Oh, like yeah, the breeze starts raining down. She blew off the top of the building mm-hmm. and all the walls come, come, Come crumbling down. <laughs> and that scene where she gets rid of the uh, the, the briefcase. Yeah. Such a beautiful scene. Oh, uh, that was so well shot. It was so well shot. Yeah, even with the uh, even with the, the slow-mo actually really worked really well for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I'm not one of those people who's going to bitch every time Snyder uses slow-mo. It's only when it's, like, overdone. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I think most of the time that he does it, it's justified. Now, I think if you removed all the slow-mo from the movie, it would be, like, a two-hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it could have come in under, like, the, the running time had he just removed all that. Because, um, you know, it's, it's those little moments where it's like, hey, hey, Cyborg, would you pass the salt? And it's like... Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.